What's up, world? Uh, I just, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. They, 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 insert here. Yo. It's a terrible game. Bottom line. It's terrible in every way. Graphically, it's terrible. Gameplay is terrible. It's just terrible. Oh, angry Nick mad. That game sucked, and it's gonna suck no matter how many revisions they make, and it just sucked even more because they put a connect with it. Oh, angry Nick mad. Or if there's violence, I'll just laugh and enjoy the fun. Kaz Hazari. Hazari. Kaz Harai. 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 They just kind of got tired of Angry Nick on the first one and said, yeah, I'm gonna pass. Oh, yeah, so I do. It's me, precisely. No. 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 I, I, per- I no. do all my work. No. No. Yeah, I'm you guys are so I don't- cute. Oh, thank you. I try. I mean, let's face it, Mario, and to a lesser extent, Zelda, is what carries Nintendo at this point. Always be radical. I love you, little podcast. You're the bestest thing ever. For the promise of the new Super Smash Brothers and the Zelda game, yes. Will not find a better story presented in any other game genre, in my personal opinion. Like, JRPGs have that. They have that story. That's what the entire game felt like. Oh my god, I want to bang my head into a wall. It's a podcast this weekend. Could someone remind me? I thought it was a video game podcast. You are listening to the Game Source Podcast. Welcome to the International CES 2015 uh, Game Source Podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight. We have uh, Gerald, Aaron, and Adam on. Thanks, guys, for joining us. Yo. Huh? Not a Hello, Aaron. <laughs> I'm here. I just didn't feel the need to respond yet. I'm sure you will at some point. Maybe. I'll think about it. All right. What's on the docket for us today, young man? I guess Xbox One raising its price. Uh, well, because uh, basically the uh, holiday season is over for all intents and purposes. So Xbox One, which... Uh, Threatened for for many weeks to say that they you know as of January third I think uh, January fourth yep. they're third. gonna third they're gonna raise the price. The last day fourth it went back up. Yeah, well that's yeah yeah. Well anyways they've already uh, raised the price back up to um, four hundred bucks again. It's now parallel even with the PlayStation Four again, um, which uh, leads us to our first discussion and debate. Um, I'll, we'll start with Adam. Your thoughts now on on Xbox One's move to four hundred dollars? Uh, do you see it as a good move for them going forward? It is softer point of the year as far as sales concerned. They did have a strong last two months of the year, uh, most likely capturing both November and December. Uh, do you think it was a good move for them to go back uh, as a consumer, uh, as far as it's concerned? So, well, as, as a consumer. Price raises suck, no matter you know what they are. I think, I mean, if they if they were able to afford dropping the price, I don't see why they couldn't have have kept it there. It gave them uh, an edge over the PS4. Maybe it was a break-even point for them, and uh, I know because uh, because when when the the systems were first introduced and the pricing was introduced, I know an issue with both of those uh, manufacturers had said that they wanted to have a profit margin right out of the get-go instead right. of trying to be dependent on attachment rates and software uh, because the 360 and PS3 at, at certain points in their history were at a break-even scale. Uh, Nick, 
uh, as someone who has yet to buy an Xbox One, uh, but was also talking about it back and forth when you were looking at uh, buying either PS4 or an Xbox One. What were your thoughts on, on it going back? Do you see it going back sometime in the near future, or do you see it sometime you know, being delayed to maybe the holiday season about going back? Or will it go even further down uh, once you know they do announce a inevitable price change? I don't know. To be honest with you, I, I don't really have much of an opinion on that. I'm not much... Uh, Xbox has never really much appealed to me ever since their uh, stuff that's historically they've done since E3. Um, in terms of price change for the console, I mean, obviously they want to get a competitive edge over Sony, so it's not something that's necessarily a new concept. Um, then why go back? Why go back to the 399? Well, I, I mean, maybe they feel as though they have enough of an edge to to have enticed enough of the consumer market to. Uh, want to purchase their system, or perhaps they feel as though um, they have enough of a uh, strong enough lineup for their um, gaming software, whether that's first party or third party titles, to to constitute, um, you know, going back to the higher the higher price. Uh, you know, like Adam had mentioned, it's obviously never a good thing uh, for the consumer when there's a price change, um, especially if it's going in the uh, direction that's going up instead of down. Um, I don't know if maybe they just feel as though. Um, they've boasted a lot more confidence in their sales than they feel um, that they should have. However, you know, if they didn't piss enough people off as it was with everything they did, I'm sure a price inclination is or a <laughs> inclination, uh, a price raise. Apparently, can't talk tonight either. A uh, price raise is probably not going to constitute uh, anything good. Um, probably in the consumer market. So I, I don't know. I don't know what their brash of stupidity was in raising up the price again. But that's my opinion. Fair enough. Fair enough. And uh, Aaron, because um, you were right in the midst of the uh, the Black Friday holiday season, as far as in that in that midst of the retail, um, those entities, several of them, as we had reported, and as I purchased. Uh, we're selling the Xbox One as low as three hundred and twenty-nine dollars. Um, thank you, Walmart. It was actually three hundred at some points during the season. Well, I mean, it was. I mean, if you if you factor in the extra gift card, fifty-dollar gift card. So, yeah. oh yeah, I'm buying a system. I'm gonna buy a game too. So it's really only you know three hundred for the system, but I never saw it as a price drop to where the price was being raised back up, you know, a couple of days ago. It was only ever a sale to me to 350 and we all knew it was going back to 400 in January. Well, some some so, people thought it was actually going to stay, and they were just using that as a mild They've never done that, have. though. They've never done that. What? Why would anybody think it would do that? Because no company has done that, where their holiday price didn't go back up at the end of, you know, the beginning of January, and then maybe have the price cut in March or April um, to get ready for, for the, the kids getting off at summer. But the sales right now are, nobody's going to go out and buy a system at this point. If you were going to do it, you'd have done it when, you know, Target or Walmart or Best Buy were giving, you know, the 20 25 50 $100 gift card at one point for whichever of the systems you wanted. 
Um, I, I mean, there were points where you could get a Wii U for 220 bucks at one point because it was on sale for 50 bucks off, and you could get a $30 gift card at certain stores. And a lot of places were were price matching both. So it, it's just yeah, but Aaron, but Aaron, from taking it from from you know Microsoft's standpoint, if you were if you were in their consumer market division or marketing or whoever handles their their direct to sales, and based on you know sales, you know evidence from your sales numbers showing that there was obviously a very strong increase in sales because of a a price decline, you know shouldn't somebody in their their marketing division go, oh hey wait a minute, obviously something is working here because now we see a spike in sales. So uh, yeah, yeah let's just all because of the hype of the of the sale is with them saying it's going to end, which they said it from the beginning it was going to end at the end of the holiday. That meant people ha couldn't go, oh, I can pick this up in February and do it. No, they had to do it during the Christmas season. And I see that more of like um, a, a Macy's way of doing things. You know, it's a, a little bit more expensive when nobody's going to buy it. And then when it when it is the season to buy video game systems, I'm going to put it on sale and people are going to think they're going to deal, but that's really the price I wanted to sell it at originally anyway, which is what a lot of the clothing retailers do. I mean, quite frankly, it, it's I, quite frankly at this point, I still don't even see a good enough reason for, for there to even, for you to even go out and buy really any of the newer platforms because I don't, oh, I don't think the... Yeah, I don't think the games, you know, I don't think the software that's out right now even constitutes enough, you know, it doesn't even warrant enough reason to go out and purchase a system. Uh, I mean, and quite frankly, even as a PS4 owner, I, I, I still feel strongly about that. And, you know, you know, games like The Order and, and some of the some of the lineup for 2015, you know, Uncharted 4 and things of that nature, um, you know, obviously warrant a greater reason to purchase a system, you know, to have purchased it in 2014 just simply for the indie titles and, you know, no offense against the indie developers, it's just, you know, even for Xbox One, even some of the major titles, you know, Titanfall and things of that nature really just did not constitute enough reason to go out and buy a new, uh, a new gen platform. And, and that's, that's really disappointing for the first year of launch. I mean, well, you're even, saying that, it, and then, and but in case of the PlayStation 4, they've sold, you know, what's been reported be eight, over 18 and a half million uh, units that they've pushed to, what um, else, to consumers. What else does the PS4 do, though? Much like the PS3, and obviously now with the Xbox One, with the integration of Blu-ray player, and 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 it's pretty much an all-in-one media media system. Obviously, people, you know, at least. My perception of it is when you go out and buy a PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, you're obviously getting more than just a system. You're getting something that streams your multimedia. Um, you know, it's a Bluetooth-capable device. You know, obviously, there is a large consumer basis that that finds... Uh, I mean, obviously, there there was enough reason to warrant the purchase of the systems because, obviously, you know, over 18.5 million purchased of them. But, you know, for, for someone like me... Who and, and and obviously much like Aaron, who our particular genre is, is RPGs is our you know is our is our focal point. I mean, for me, it's been a tremendous disappointment, and especially with the PlayStation Vita. Not like I've really had high expectations since that since that was launched, but 
you know, even still to this point, I, I mean, it, it, I, I'm still, it's still very regrettable to have purchased the PlayStation 4 because there, there really just was, I, there was no reason for me to buy it at the time. And I still, and, and especially with the significant downtime, and regardless of whether or not Sony could have prevented these DVOS attacks, the significant downtime the PlayStation Network has, and then to turn around and insult people by saying, oh, well, we're going to extend your membership by five days. What is that? And uh, what if I'm a PS3 owner who didn't need PlayStation Plus to go online? Exactly. You, know, you didn't do anything for me. A, a, a and, and couple really, of days is nothing. And, and PlayStation Plus is, to be honest with you, PlayStation Plus is nothing unless you, you throw a couple garbage games my way every month. That, that are not even worth the time for me to spend to download them, and, and and then and then on top of that, not only do you give me a couple garbage games, but your freaking network isn't up and running well enough for a longer period of time for me to even be able to download these garbage games that you're giving me every month, of which I had to pay for, of which I'm not really getting the full, you know, service. And then again, you're going to give me what an extra five days. Oh wow, that's that's a real doozy. Thanks, Sony. Well, I mean, no, actually, I, thank you to the Lizard Squad for doing that. But uh, Adam, I, I want to get with you on as far as your thoughts. You have your Wii U owner, uh, but you have not progressed into any PS4, or Xbox One action yet. Is in your mind, have you ever thought, is there a breaking point where you think if they put it at X price? That you're considering it a lot more strongly than than you are now currently. Oh, it it have to be pretty dang low. It have to be like hundred hundred fifty. I mean, it's just that's that's my personal preference. Is I don't really have any interest in in the Xbox One or <clears throat> or the PlayStation Four as a console system. And yeah, there are some games that you know I I do miss. Uh, as as I did have you know the Xbox 360 and and PlayStation 3 you know Little Big Planet uh, and PlayStation being one of them but there there's not a quantity enough of a quantity of games on those platforms that make me want to get those so yeah I, I have no real interest in in getting them so a, a price to me would have to be really low in order to entice me to even consider purchasing one of them. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean I, I agree with what Adam says. I don't think the price right now is my barrier to entry. It's the lack of games that are yeah. exclusive to either, you know, next gen or the system individually because my computer is going to outdo anything that most of the consoles are going to do right now. Um, but that's historically, I mean, I mean, and I'm saying yes. that's... I mean that's an unfair comparison because I mean that's that's historically always, always and probably will always be the case. But but I understand I'm 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 totally with you and, and Adam on that. It's just it, we're right and, along and I, the line. Well, it's been what 2005, 2006 to 2013 basically. So I mean we were looking at seven years on the same generation of consoles. Most. Mm -hmm. Gamers during that span, you know, they had been used to every five or six years getting a console. So now we've had extra time. 
we went out, we bought better computers, we upgraded our computers. So we're actually, you know, normally we don't do that until, you know, a couple of years after the game now, or after the systems all come out. Now we've done it just before, and our computers actually can compete with it, whereas before, not everybody could, you know. Well, that, that goes... Well, that that goes into my next point as far as uh, uh, you know what we had to, what we're going to talk about, and uh, you know with with a lot of these games that are coming out on Xbox One and PS4, they're also concurrently coming out on PC. So a lot of individuals who have a decent PC running uh, don't have to feel like they're necessitating uh, getting uh, PS4 you know what, or Xbox One. What the disappointment is is that you have a greater you have greater cause to go out and purchase a high-end computer than you do a, a new-gen platform. And that, that that's very disappointing. That is incredibly disappointing. And, uh, well, speaking of games that are coming to PC, I uh, got one coming up that we actually saw, uh, Aaron and I did, at uh, PlayStation Experience, and also was at the Razer booth uh, for us here at CES uh, that we've attended, and, well, hopefully still going to be able to attend tomorrow. Um, you know, or whenever this goes up, but uh, it's Dying Light, so I don't know how many of you guys are, are zombie fans, but uh, this is the first major release of uh, the 2015 year for gaming, and it's coming up here in, a, in the latter part of the month, so my question to you guys is, uh, is Dying Light, which seems to be a cross between, for Techland, uh, their, their own big hit, uh, Dead Island, uh, and with a little bit, uh, actually, some parkour and things that are reminiscent of Mirror's Edge, uh, which has uh, seemed to be a, a cult favorite and a, a you know a, a fan favorite as well for uh, certain individuals in the industry. So, uh, have you seen or it's in the EA last month? Yes, yes. So we saw it at PlayStation Experience, and we saw it again uh, running in action at at uh, the Razor booth. Uh, so I wanted to get your thoughts, uh, Aaron or Nick or Adam. Uh, is this something that for a PC owner that uh, they would might be interested in if you, they don't have the PS4 or Xbox One? Zombies are one of those things that either do or don't do. Like, it tries to bring something unique to the concept. It, it has nothing to do with that. It's either you're a zombie fan or you're not. That's how I zombie games have really always worked. I, I don't really think there's anything new. I think I think that the whole zombie concept is just something that they they just kind of embellish on. I, I mean it's I mean if it's not dying light, it's it's something else. If it's not something else, it's um, uh, you know it's it's uh, another addition to the Resident Evil genre. Uh, you know, which or, is coming out soon as far as the remake on that as well, the HD remake. And, and I mean, you know, and I and I just as many, you know, just as just as likely as as many out there, you know, I, I've 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 played Resident Evil since Resident Evil back on, you know, the Sony PlayStation. I mean, I, I've 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 historically always been a Resident Evil fan, but you know, even as that genre has progressed uh, through the generations, you know, there's there's just been such significant changes, and unfortunately, I have to say that it it's been so it's been so heavily influenced by. The, the newer evolution of just the way games are that that it's not even really I mean Resident Evil 6 was I mean outside of the the, the character definition and and the game you know and, and the Resident Evil
evil elements that have always presented themselves in the other games, it was barely recognizable as a Resident Evil as part of the Resident Evil series with all the combat and all the that that, that wasn't Resident Evil. That's not survival horror anymore. That's survival action, fighting, kung fu. I that's not even Resident Evil anymore. They've 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 stripped they've stripped the horror element out of it that that made it a survival horror. And well, well, what what does it give you uh, when you see Dying Light? And you were there with me at the Razor booth at CES, and so was Aaron, um, and also Jamie at Degenerate 08. He was there as well. Uh, you know. That seemed to be more to his liking as far as Dying Light was concerned. Uh, Adam, have you seen any footage of Dying Light yourself as far as it's concerned as someone who plays PC? Zombies are not your thing as far as it's concerned? Not not really. Um, yeah, it's just something I haven't really been paying attention to just because it's it's not something I'm terribly interested in. And that's and that's that's fine because I noticed when I was there, a lot of people were shying away from taking advantage of getting time on it, uh, simply because uh, it was uh, something in the zombie genre. So that leads me to believe that uh, the January twenty seventh, uh, uh, that was uh, my wife right there. Uh, I love look when she realized it though. Yes, yes, and she just flashed by. So. Uh, January 27th, when it's still, uh, you know, hopefully we can still get a copy. We appreciate it if we're going to get a download code for it. We're yeah, I mean, there are definitely that. people who would play it, and there are people on our staff who would play it. It's just, it's a zombie game, and you either like zombie games or you don't. It has nothing to do, it could be an FPS, an RPG, you know, a strategy game, whatever it is. You either like zombies or you don't. If you like zombies, you're going to be looking forward or at least looking at Dying Light. If you don't like zombies, you're not going to be looking at it. I think any game that comes out now with zombies is going to pigeonhole themselves into being a zombie game, just like any zombie movie does. And I think it's, uh, you know, in their best interest to have it come out as the first title, the first real title of 2015, because I think it just gives them a chance to to maybe get some in sales, get some sales that they may not get if they release it in late February, late March, uh, or even late April when some other titles, uh, The Witcher 3, The Order 1886, uh, Evolve, what have you, come out. Um, that I'm will uh, be lucky if The Witcher isn't a uh, 2016 release. 2016? Well, You're being optimistic. Well, they're, they've, they, yes, they have delayed three times, but they're still on, you know, they haven't that delayed That's one damn good game by the time it comes out. That's all I'm saying. Uh, and, and I agree with you. It, it's going to prob- I'm hoping for, for a big, huge uh, open world uh, with lots of opportunity and great, uh, you know, look. Because every, every trailer that we've seen has been very impressive indeed. Uh, so I'm hoping that the scope may not have been uh, more than they could chew or bite off as far as is concerned. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping for good things. We're also uh, spoke to them as well. Uh, hopefully, we'll we'll be given the chance, the opportunity to look at it and review it beforehand before the game comes out as well. Otherwise, we'll be providing you with reviews for all these games um, as soon as we can put it up on yourgamesource.com. Um, and then, well, this another game that is going to be of great interest, and I talked about it real briefly uh, beforehand. But we've also seen it at the PlayStation Experience. And we've also seen it uh, a, a decent chunk that both uh, Nick uh, and myself 
uh, played at at CES and which Aaron, you know, didn't exactly uh, whoa, want whoa, me to whoa. do. Gerald did not play the order. I did. He was pushing buttons and dying. I don't think you can call what he did playing it. It's and you a cover. Understand why when you see the video, but oh, yeah, um, bad. Well, that's a, that's a Let me walk up to this guy and get shot in the face while not even reacting to him. Well, the Here, magic. Let me give you a hug. Oh, I'm dead. The magic of editing will uh, actually uh, may not. Oh, have that's it. so true. It's twenty. Uh, it's like twenty-four minutes. If he edits below that, he died like a hundred times. I did not. It was three. But anyways, he's exaggerating. Well, um, but I do want to talk to to um, Adam uh, real quickly on the Order 1886. And I know this is something this is coming to only the PlayStation 4. And we discussed with, with um, the. I know you've heard the, at least the concept of the Order 1886. And not gauging whether or not you're interested in it is, I'm, uh, as someone who is an outside, uh, someone looking on the outside, looking in, is the Order 1886 something that, as uh, a PlayStation fan would have, would this something that uh, might you think that might be somewhat of a good note for Sony as far as it's concerned? Or have your friends, uh, uh, compatriots and gamer friends like said uh, nothing but bad things about it so far? Because it's something Sony is holding a lot of high hopes on. Um, yeah, I've, I've heard a little bit about it, and it, it looks pretty interesting. Um, At least the time frame, the characters involved, uh, right. that that part really looks intriguing indeed, because it's something that hasn't been readily covered in video games. Right, um, and it's I mean, it's it's a third-person shooter, so it's it's gonna have a certain audience, which unfortunately isn't necessarily me, but you know, those those kinds of games do have a good audience, and and being in the setting that it is, and and I haven't seen any any gameplay or anything like that yet, but you know, I can I can see this being a, a game that could potentially entice some people to to get a PlayStation 4 along with you know some other games that are already out. Um, so yeah, I think it I think it could could make a little bit of a change for some people. Uh, as far as uh, Aaron, you know, you were recording uh, my attempts, mind you, at playing the game. Uh, your thoughts on it as someone, again, like Adam, who, you know, obviously you're, you're, die, you know, you're, you're a great fan of Nintendo's work, and seeing, and obviously I'm taking you to play... I'm gaming, it just happens to be that well, Nintendo's hold on, hold, systems hold on. have the games I want. It's not but that I'm a Nintendo on. fan. Uh, but you did like a lot of any games of PlayStation experience. I'll give yes. you that. And then, uh, but Mike's thought to you is, is this something that you feel is going to keep the good flow of PlayStation uh, going strong, or is it something that you feel that maybe is something that's uh, destined for crash and burn status, like well, Drive Club or Titanfall? Yeah. Well, well Titanfall um, performed okay. I don't think it performed yeah, for the like level. Yeah, the first two weeks, and then it just completely died off. Nobody. I, I don't it. think it was a console mover that they were they were they were hoping on, but right. you know. And it, I don't think this will be either. I, I don't. I think if you have a PlayStation Four, this is a game that if you're into the to FPS or steampunk or a little bit of both, that you're gonna pick up. I don't think this is gonna be. Oh my God! I have to go out and buy this system right now for this game. Um, 
it, it just doesn't... I, I mean, I watched you play... Well, let me rephrase that. I watched the people next to you play while trying to keep the camera centered on your screen while you got shot in the face, but I... Uh, it just didn't do anything for me. The cover system really wasn't as crisp as, as many other games. I mean, even Mass Effect felt... The original Mass Effect felt like the, the cover system was a bit better. Um, I, I would Speaking think, of cover, my daughters like trying to do that. <laughs> but I mean, like, you know, it, you're on the blimp, or the Zeppelin, or whatever it's called in the game during the, the demo stage that we saw, and it's wood banisters. You're getting shot at by, I don't know, there were at least six guys at one point, probably uh, more. I uh, wasn't paying close enough attention. But, you know, you're getting shot at by six guys, and you're hiding behind what amounts to, uh, you know, the side of a s open stairwell. You know, the pegs every six inches that go down and look pretty, and they're all wooden. So how are you not dying when six people are shooting at you? Uh, you know, why is the wood not being chewed up, and, and then the bullets going through that? This day and age, the, the physics engine part of that is embarrassing to watch. I mean, later yeah. you go down on the floor, and you're, you're hiding behind a, a, a wooden box almost. I mean, this isn't the 90s anymore. People expect that wooden box to be chewed up and then the bullets oh, just the you and damaging well, you. Yeah. Well, I just didn't, what I, one of the things I, I well, well I, hold on, I just wanted to interject one thing. I, one of the things I was not happy with is you saw me purposely try, Aaron, to break through the glass on a couple occasions to see as far as destructible environment is concerned. And the yeah. game itself on, um, on a a wide basis. The game looks good. Cutscenes look obviously great. Um, the game itself has a nice detailed look. But when you get into some particulars, like let's say the the cover system is concerned, uh, some control issues aside, because it was uh, for some players, it's going to be a little bit tough getting used to first off. But when I was over in those boxes, or when I was shooting at at uh, the hooligans on the other side, I noticed, like you said, anything that was wood was not disintegrating. And we've seen in games already, when you shoot covers... SOCOM on the PS2 did it. How is it, a PS4 game not doing it? Exactly. I mean, it, it's still aesthetically perfect for all intents of a lot of those cover areas, which I found a little bit disconcerting. Um, because I was like, at some points in time, I was just trying to aim and shoot at directly, in some occasions, just be, you know, whatever was in front of the you know, the guys, bad guys standing, you know, sit, were sitting behind or standing behind or covering behind, and they were, it was not impacting it at all. I found that a little bit disconcerting. Also, one thing that I, I noticed, and you'll see this on the video, is, and, and like I said, this was just a vertical slice of, of, and it was maybe an old build, maybe of two, three months ago that they used. Uh, it may not be the final build, so I'm going to give it some, some slack on that. But uh, as, as I wrote, ran up the stairs um, on the other side, you saw, and, and I was laughing, and you, you didn't understand why I said, but then I told you, and then you're like, oh, yeah, you're right, because that, you know, the monster closet, they popped right out in front of my face because that's where they're designed to, 
and um, unfortunately, I was there. We saw him, you know, pop up and mit in out of thin air, and you know that to a gamer, that's taking you completely out of the experience, which I found a little bit disconcerting. But uh, you know, we're we're nitpicking. Um, before I go to you, your thoughts extendedly, Nick, on, on the order the order eighteen eighty six, I will say that, like I said, the, before the game itself on an aesthetic level. From looking at from a distance, looks really good. the 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 story seems to be somewhat intriguing. The little bits and pieces we we've seen are 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 quite impressive. Um, I do wish it was a multiplayer, and I will bemoan that until the day I die. Um, I, and I, I bemoan that from the that start. Multiplayer in every game. Well, I think every once in a while, a single player game sneaks through. And does amazing, and then that game outsells almost anything on the market because it didn't take the time to put multiplayer in the game. Yeah, co-op would be nice. Well, I'm just but saying because it's not character necessary. Base. But in this case, I don't I think, think, I don't think multiplayer. In the order, player should be in that one. In the order 1886, yeah. when you have four characters on your cover art. And the four characters are promoted as far as intertwining story, and your protagonists are whether they're NPCs or not are are consists of four, and you have a cover-based system that's very reminiscent of One Gears of War, and you and they had a four-player uh, co-op, and did it you know back five years ago, seven years ago. One one has to question why that couldn't be done here because a four-player experience in this case. They and I agree can. With they didn't need to. I don't. Yeah. I, I, I mean, the, I I know that yes, there are four people on the box, but That's just how like the many last RPGs have multiple people on the box, and you it's only last, play as last. one person. I mean, realistically, I mean, Aaron, The Last of Us didn't even really need a multiplayer. How many people play it? Yeah, I mean that's a that that's the Last of Us is a single player and it's okay. It is a single player experience, a phenomenal one, but it it didn't it didn't need a multiplayer. The Order eighteen eighty six follows that trend. It 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 doesn't need a multiplayer. You're exactly right. I mean, how many RPGs? You know, although that those are different circumstances. I mean, sometimes, oftentimes they have it's multiple the genre, characters. but yeah. Yeah, they, they intertwine those into you know other gaming mechanics that otherwise integrate your ability to use all those characters. But but the, the order eighteen eighty six has no business being a multiplayer. It wouldn't be successful. Uh, I couldn't disagree harder. I couldn't okay. disagree. Let's, let's put let's put play. multiplayer in Uncharted just because that it is going to be other well exactly. And they spent six months doing the multiplayer. I'm losing out on probably four single player stages. Because they felt the need to put multiplayer in, which completely weights their art assets, you know, the, the, the time that those developers could have done to make the levels. They already know how to make single player levels. Now we have to go program for multiplayer, have multiplayer levels. We have to balance multiplayer. And I'm probably losing a third of the single player experience that I could have had if they did not put that in. Well, the only thing I, I say uh, is when I when I say you have battles, you know, like like you see in our footage, you, you that we're gonna post up on our YouTube uh, game source YouTube site, and you're in the kitchen and you're fighting and your NPC is fighting with you, 
and obviously he's not hitting anything outside. And, and it's not like you need the help. And, and nor am I trying to correlate that that it's it's so overwhelmingly difficult that you need the help. I'm just saying it just when you have an NPC that that's there with you, standing next to you, and being part of the story, interacting. Sometimes it would be nice if you you were given the option if I could say, hey Nick, why don't you play this with me so we can experience it together? Or if there were if you have four protagonists, given the option to have four protagonists join you in this quest because it seems okay, to be so what, the story seems to be catering. Now to I have to what send you're saying, though, every though, single which, level around multiple people so that I can have this co-op experience, which absolutely was horrible in Gears of War, the original but, but, one. But let me let me interject here for a second. So what you're saying is is you're talking about cooperative multiplayer in the single player campaign, not a multiplayer independently like on Charter. Yes. Because that, because that, that, that and if that's what you meant, then I have to agree. I, I think allowing other players to be able to jump in in the middle of the game and make the single player campaign a cooperative effort, that I don't I wouldn't be opposed. I thought you were you were indicating there no, no, not a multiplayer, multiplayer arena. Multiplayer. Everybody, everybody shoehorns that in. That's fine. Uncharted Three okay. did it, did it fine. It did it great. I, I was still impressed yeah. with that. But no, as far just co-op alone, they don't. No, they don't need a multiplayer uh, crucible type deal and, and all that. No, I'm just that, saying that, like an experience. You know, yeah, Gears of War. The the original Gears of War. You went through the entire campaign and. Uh, Marcus is there with I think it was Marcus. It is there with you, or maybe you're Marcus. But I mean, it was it was the the two main characters were there. Yeah, Dom, you're Marcus Phoenix. Um, but the two of you go through the entire game together, and you split up for maybe two minutes every once in a while. But basically, the whole game they're there. There's never that sense of I'm alone in the world. I'm I, I'm going out there and doing something on my own. And having people come in once in a while and help in, is okay where the story allows for it. Like that part the story definitely allows for it. But if I'm going to go hunt uh, a boss through the streets of uh, a London-style town, we're not going to run together. We're going to spread out and go down different alleys and everything and I shouldn't be able to see these people for you know the the twenty thirty minutes that I'm going through the level, and now because you want multiplayer and you want co-op, these people are going to be with me for you know ninety five percent of the game, and I'm not going to feel that sense of you know the the spy that the order is really going for. Gerald's so upset I mean, he's turning his back on me. But I mean, with the with the PlayStation 4's capabilities, it, it would be a surprise if they if they weren't able to make a build in such a way that you were able to you were able to separate. You know, hey, go no, down I meant to turn way. my back on Nick. Hold on. Oh, okay. That's that, that's acceptable then. <laughs> go ahead, Nick. I'm sorry. Just kidding. I agree, Nick. They definitely could do it so that you they could split you up. But yeah, now I mean, I'm missing that content going through on my own. I mean, if they had a second storyline going where you played as two or four completely different people from that main protagonist, and even if they are people who show up during 
the game, you know, uh, some of the other protagonists that, that jump in and help you, I still don't think that my single-player by-myself storyline should be affected because people want co-op. There are so but, few single-player games anymore, and co-op really has ruined uh, quite you a should few issues. But but look, you know, here's this for instance though. How about if they how about if they built a component in there where you could choose whether or not you wanted people to jump in or not. You know, you could you could turn off the ability like Plants vs Zombies Garden Warfare, for instance. You can go on and create a match, and you could choose whether it's a public match or you can choose whether you want to do it independently. If they adopted that but same that's concept, still going to you can toggle the that on story off. But, but I mean, if, if for instance, if there was a level that you're but if there was a level you were just going, you know, man, I am just having such a difficult time getting past this boss battle. You know, let me see if I can open it up to one additional person to jump in and help me with this. You know, if you got your buddy who comes online, hey, yeah, I'll give you a hand with that. And then go, all right, later. And then the storyline would just continue, you know, without, without altering, you know, that additional character coming in to help you for that cooperative effort to beat the boss wouldn't impact your storyline, you would be able to continue to still go on that single the single player storyline, you were just able to pull in assistance when you needed to. And but I think it, if they toggled that, that wouldn't ruin the experience. Built, the way the order is built is you're almost like a steampunk era James Bond at parts. You know, you're Pretty going, much. you're you're sure. Pretty much. Yeah. And you know, Bond and those style of spies do not work in teams very often. Yes, they call in somebody for help. Like when you're in the kitchen, you go through, and then I'm sure as we've all seen, you know, the, the thing collapses on the guy, and he holds it while you dive through, and then you get split up again. For now, to add multiplayer in, you're no longer having that moment where that guy, you know, is split on the other side of you, and you have to go through the, the, the rest by yourself. It's still... You know, he would then have to go through with you for that second person to go through. Or they would have to add a second level. Or at the beginning of that level even, you're the only one there and people meet up with you. And no matter what, the moment they add co-op into the game, the narrative completely changes because they have to have so much... Either the, the co-op people have to come in and join you and you no longer feel... You know, like like the spy that the world depends upon. You're now the team that it depends upon. So you're either losing a couple of single player levels so that they can make the second player levels going on, or these characters are coming in and ruining that that single player stealth experience. Yes, they yeah, built the they, game with multiple don't... characters, but they their cameos more than characters. Well, all if right, they built. Uh, but hold on, wait, 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 wait. But one final but word, and then we can go on to CES now. Okay. Last thing. But Aaron, if they built the game in such a way, what? Let's set aside the cooperative efforts part. Let's let's just set, a, let's set aside cooperative multiplayer side. If they still built, I mean, that's just the way they made the game. Whether 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 co-op or multiplayer is a factor in any of that, you're still progressing through the game with the assistance of you know, your team. So, I mean, really, in essence, whether or not you have those people with you and whether those people are non-playable characters or playable characters by choice, they're still moving with you through the storyline. So, really, in essence, in essence, that's just the way the game is made. So, are you suggesting that that instead of 
instead of, they would have they should have adopted more of a Metal Gear Solid more tactical espionage kind of system where it is just you because if that's the case, I mean, kind of like Metal that, Gear. Yeah. Well, well, but I mean, yeah, exactly. To where it would just be you, but it looks like the way that even from the trailers, you know, and just the and even the short cutscenes that you know we experienced during our play at CES, he's obviously working with some kind of team pretty much all the time because of the kind of you know evil creatures and enemies that you're combating. So really, really, I don't think that I don't think but having an option. I've seen it. We've only had about a third of the levels. A third of each level has someone helping you. So now we either have to have them the entire level so that it makes sense to have a co-op the entire time, or the second player is only there for a third of the level and they're sitting there waiting for you to do something, or they have to build another two-thirds of the level for the second player to do while they're away from you which again is going to cut away from my single player experience and I'm going to lose levels. For them to be able to do what you want to do, we have to lose something. It's not a, you know, let's add this on, it's a what are we taking out to gain that. And that, that's my problem is they're going to take away from my single player experience whether it's, you know, they, they add in the second character the entire time uh, and I lose the, the, the badass spy aspect or I'm going to have to lose some levels so that they can build that second player experience. I, I, I get that, yeah, it would be nice to have. Do not get me wrong. I'm not saying that it would, it, it, that, that wouldn't be good. But you, Or the, the third option is the game comes out next year, and then we get everything. But, well, that's, that's but, that's, but guys, that's not going to happen. It's coming out late yes, next month. Yes, it's going to I'm hoping that's that... the choice they made, and it's the right choice. And for, we'll what they wanted to do. Well, we'll definitely take a good look at it when it comes out next month. Um, I hope, you know, like I said, we're going to get it, definitely provide a review for you right here at yourgamesource.com. Uh, but I want to move on to what Nick, Aaron, and yes, Jamie for a bit have been, you know, working on, walking through floors and schmoozing and and kissing babies and you know making backstage deals. This was actually punching babies. Yes, and watching people steal stuff and and <laughs> that was awesome. That was just yeah, just incredible. But anyways, we, Game Source has been all over the floors at the International CES for 2015. Um, it's been a great experience so far. We're truly blessed to be there. But I wanted to get the thoughts from Adam as someone who has, uh, I'm sure, been tracking as far as all the things that have been going on. Your thoughts on CES as far as what are the kind of things that if, if you get the opportunity to go, what were the kind of things that you would be looking for if you're there, you know, seeing that, that CES caters to, to so many different uh, facets of the industries that, that are out there? Um, I always love seeing... Uh, a lot of the new stuff that they do with TVs and, and cameras and whatnot. I know a lot of the, the the things that people are doing is they're they're introducing 4K cameras, all that kind of stuff, 4K TVs. And while I don't necessarily, you know, have a have a use for that yet, I do always love seeing what they come out with um, because in some ways that does shape shape you know what's what's gonna kind of filter down to. To some of the other uh, technologies, like 
some of the benefits that these these 4K TVs have can filter down to your standard you know 1080p TVs and make them either more energy efficient or make the picture better and all that kind of stuff. So. And that's something I wanted to talk to you about because you know as someone who who really appreciates the finer electronics that are out there is 4 4K will become the standard. 4K will be sooner, more likely than later, the the standard that 1080 is now in the industry. Uh, it's going to take some time to transition over. You know, obviously Blu-rays uh, will are told or probably later this year for 4K, 4K Blu-ray players. We saw those prototypes out on the floor. Uh, the TVs are already out in abundance and the price keeps on going down and down and down on 4K TVs. Um, it's just, I'm telling you right now, Adam, is somebody who's, who's right there on the cups as far as you keep an eye out on everything as far as tech-wise. Um, is this something that you're really, really intrigued by as far as how detailed these, these type of uh, products can get? Um, I, yeah, it's, it's, always, it's always good to follow it. And, and like you said, it's going to take a while for 4K to be, you know, the de facto, you know, resolution. I mean, it took even a while for, for Blu-ray, I think, to get the, you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> as far as the, uh, the type of, you know, um, evolutions of the actual... Target penetration. Yeah, yeah there you go. go. Um, you know, when Blu-rays first, and I remember this, when Blu-rays first came out, I, I bought a Blu-ray player for $300, you know. <laughs> that's that's not the that's not the price point at which, you know, most consumers would have would have bought it, but nowadays you can get Blu-ray players for dirt cheap. You can get them as cheap as DVD players used to be. But it took it took quite a few years, you know. This was probably around 2009, so that's at least 5 years, you know, in the future and and even then, that's since you know that was at a point where where Blu-ray players and whatnot were were available to the regular consumer, and I don't think there is much. You know, we have 4K TVs, but I don't think there's much that you can you can watch on them. I know Netflix streams 4K, but and I know Directv uh, just sent out its satellite as far as being able to to go ahead and start sending things out to viewers in 4K. Uh, right now, the Obox, the Obox and Snail Games, I, I, if I recall, was going to be uh, 4K. That's correct. Uh, being able, the capability of having it, being able to stream in 4K. Uh, I look forward to it. Obviously, it's, like you said, Adam, it's going to evolve, uh, you know, down the line, and right. uh, I think it'll evolve faster than 1080 being the standard, because uh, it took a while for people, you know, North America primarily, to to get uh, be, to have that become the standard. Um, our time on the floor, I've seen a you know, quite an abundance of things that are out there. Uh, hopefully, you've, if you've checked our Game Source Facebook page, you've been able to see a lot of the photos of some of the action that we've, that we've, uh, that's taken place. We've interviewed, a, you know, quite a few people that are there as far as from different accessories, um, different manufacturers, and then uh, also as well, you know, Stern Pinball. Uh, Mr. Stern himself was was a great pleasure to talk to, as I know the guys were were really excited for that. Um, I did want to ask, um, in, in amongst the, the wearables and, and all the headsets that we saw 
And, uh, you know, all those things that are out there. The drones, my gosh, there were so many drones. Just felt like Drone City for a little while there. Drones. Felt like I was in Afghanistan. Yeah. And... Exactly. There was VR. <laughs> okay. Okay, here we go. VR headsets. This is not the Gatling gun on one of those things. <laughs> yeah. Everybody wanted to bring out a VR headset this year, a well, drone. It looks like the uh, Oculus Rift put out their new prototype, too. Yes, yes. And there was a line going around the booth. You know, we wanted to make an appointment with them for a little while, but, you know, all the guys said, well, I get sick when I put those dang glasses on the, on the you know, myself. So, <laughs> you know, God forbid we want to go ahead and do that. Uh, but, yes, the line was going and looping around the Oculus booth, so we decided against that. But, you know, as we, Razer introduced it, uh, you know, we, we had a chance to see that. OSVR. Um, yeah, and then, then there's, so. there, was, there was at least uh, six to ten other companies out there that had their own VR-type glasses, whether they were really small startup companies or, or larger, you know, well-known names uh, indeed. A lot of wearables, you know, and even trying to get gamers to buy wearables, you know, with PSN and, and Xbox uh, notifications, you know, that you can get right on your wearable, which is, you know, I know every gamer needs, yeah, um, and then uh, you also had, you know, everything curved. Everything's starting to get curved, which actually I think is a good place for the industry uh, because really a lot of those sets and monitors now, Adam, as well, a lot of uh, PC monitors really starting to look real sweet. Um, and I know um, Aaron, as a as a hardcore WoW gamer, uh, a nice curved monitor might be uh, something that, that definitely uh, you would be looking forward to as well. A lot of great headsets, uh, so hopefully we'll be reviewing a lot of great headsets down the road as there well. There were definitely a lot of headsets that I, I, I want to try out. Um, got to try a bunch of them out there. Uh, really liked some. Other ones, it was like, oh, God, can you shut up? I want to walk away. And then there was one guy who did walk away, but we're not going to discuss him. Yes, well, we won't. Yeah, he was. It was just a, a you know bad company to be with. You know, to to go there and waste your time like that. But we don't want to discuss that. Uh, Grow Groove. You know, they were they were really nice, and they're they're just they. You know, it's nice when they see you go to a small company that deals with a whole bunch of other things, and they and they come out and they say, you know what, we're just starting our PC keyboards, we're just starting our headset line, we're just starting our mouse lines, we're giving you entry-level stuff here that we're showing, we're going to develop for the future. And that, to me, was quite refreshing that their honesty is, because, you know, Aaron and I, and Nick and, and I, and, and Jamie, we hear all the great hullabaloo, and they, they, they tell you that, you know, all these places tell you they're the greatest thing, they have the greatest thing since sliced bread as far as what they're selling, what they're trying to pawn off on people. And, and just to see you know that kind of refreshing, uh, um, you know, honesty was was quite nice indeed. Uh, but then we did lean a lot of gr other great people uh, at Razor, Turtle Beach, um, like I said, Go Groove, um, uh, Audio Technica, um, Creative Labs. Um, where else? Plantronics, Plantronics, great people. Plantronics. Oh, yeah. A-Audio. Sony. Um, that, you know, Sony was incredible. I know Nick fell in love. I mean, uh, spoke to at length the uh, PR reps at Sony. Uh, <laughs> but, and hopefully that will... a new tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully that, that will spawn into something uh, uh, very productive indeed. Um, but, you know, we were just very but appreciative. But not maybe productive, Nick. You have enough. 
yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that notwithstanding. Um, yeah. My overall last question, you know, is was CES a good experience for you, um, Aaron, uh, just real quick, and then uh, Nick, you real quick, and then we'll get into our Game of the Year stuff. Not particularly. I was not really impressed with, I mean, I went there for gaming. And there really wasn't anything that blew my mind. I mean, we saw three billion VR headsets and a guy walking around in a VR headset with a pad on the ground that tracked how you walked and which direction you were facing and how fast you were walking. And it was kind of just, that looks like too much effort for something that I would want in my house. That might be cool that, like, Disney or a theme park when I go there, but that that's not something I want in my house. I don't think any of the VR sets that I've seen are anything that I want to put on my head and play day to day. I think they're all still in the land of novelty, which to me means I wait in line for an hour at Six Flags or SeaWorld or Disney or whatever other theme park there is that's going to pick up that type of tech. But I don't think there's any, you know, I don't want to sit and play Final Fantasy 48 for 100 hours with a VR headset on my head at this point in time. With, with the way headsets are right now, um, I mean, yeah, some of them are the size of, like, um, a scuba diving mask, but nothing at CES gaming-wise made me go, oh, my God, I'm so glad to be here. I mean, the headsets are awesome, but the headsets, you know, I'm going to see those in stores in six months. So, yeah. Uh, Nick, have a turn. Uh, oh, don't worry. So, so your experience as, as a gamer, and it's tough, you know, because... I was disappointed. Not, it wasn't like it sucked. I was just disappointed. Well, it, it should be more... It's it nothing be, amazing. It should be more gamer-centric, and unfortunately, CES has never been, been, which is kind of disappointing in that realm. Well, they all go to E3, and I don't blame the game makers for that, but I, I still expect something mind, just one or two things mind-blowing, and there was nothing. It, it seemed like there was even, and in terms of, in terms of the availability of, of gaming, there seemed like there was even less this year than there was in previous years, if we've, we've went, uh, which... Of course, is a great disappointment. Uh, I, I think what's even a greater disappointment is is that um, there was just such a big focus on the virtual reality, and and I just have absolutely zero interest in in Oculus um, and just any virtual reality. And um, you know, the my overall experience was uh, disappointing this year. Um, you know, I, I mean, uh, in in some in some respect, I guess it was okay. Uh, you know, some of my experience, some of the other boots, you know, with like uh, the smart wallets and um, you know mobile accessories. Um, you know, the 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 advancements in technologies. Mobile accessories was like three fourths of the South Hall. Yeah, I mean, exactly. But but I mean, you know, the advancements of technology and the availability of what's going to be coming out. You know, whether that's next month or six months down the road. You know, that that experience from CES was. Uh, uh, was enjoyable, you know, being able to see all the new um, great stuff that's coming out, you know, a lot of the wearables and things of that nature that Gerald touched on, but in terms of gaming, it was a tremendous disappointment. Tremendous disappointment. Um, well, yeah. Anything, 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 anything. I think of it, Gerald. 
Well, at, at someone who's been there, I, I think I said 16, ti 16 times, uh, 15 to 17, I, I don't remember. It's over 15, I, I, I believe. So I, I, to me, it, I, I've come to, to learn to expect um, what it is as far as the spectacle is concerned. It is growing larger. It's now beyond the realms of the convention center, uh, you know, at different hotels. You know, it, it is huge. And... It, it is growing, um, but it, it, just to see as far as this year, there was no one central theme. I remember the years where, where first high def was first on the scene and people were amazed uh, at the first high def uh, sets that were actually available for public view. Uh, and I remember the first year, a couple years ago, when curve sets were, were, were really in vogue. But, uh, you know, like I said, CDS for me is what it is. Uh, and it just gives me a nice sneak peek on what to look forward to when I go to Best Buy, uh, Amazon, uh, and what have you later on this year for if I need any, uh, you know, things for, for you know, my life. So uh, that being said, yes. Well, we like I said, we're going to be showing to you and displaying you everything that we saw, we heard, we we displayed at CES. That'll be coming up on our site at yourgamesource.com. So look out for it. But also speaking of yourgamesource.com. We recently ran our voting, which you out there, you helped us decide. You, well, yes, you, 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 you guys too. Uh, but you guys out there and gals out there helped us decide. Yes, that was better. Yes, much better, Nick, than I did. Um, decided our games, uh, game of the year and our best of 2014. So uh, before we go into our discussion on our own picks for game of the year, I wanted to congratulate publicly um, who uh, our our winners are for the best of 2014. So my uh, my congratulations goes out to first off of the big three who was who did the best in 2014. Congratulations to Sony uh, was the voting uh, for our fans and our staff out there. Uh, the most anticipated game upcoming this year is Uncharted 4. Uh, the best mobile game uh, or handheld game. Either which one is, is combined in one character category with us is Child of Light. The best yeah. Wii U, hold on. The best Wii U game is Super Smash Brothers for Wii U. Uh, the best PC game uh, was voted as Middle Earth: Shadow of Mordor. And the PS3, PS4 game of the year was Dragon Age Inquisition. The best Xbox 360 and Xbox One game was Destiny and Titanfall. And our overall game of the year, as voted by you out there. Uh, in public vote, and along with uh, you know the help of our staff as well, was uh, Middle Earth: Shadow of Mordor. So congratulations to Monolith and Warner Brothers uh, for that prestigious honor. Um, it was a great pleasure to do it, and uh, I, you know we had a lot of discussions, as Aaron and Nick and Adam can attest to. We had a lot of discussions behind the scenes. Um, sometimes it didn't get so pleasant, and sometimes it wasn't so nice and friendly. But uh, it was what it was. And you uh, get a text at 3 in the morning that says, I have a headache. Yes, uh, something <laughs> yeah, we, like that. We, uh, we go for blood here. Yes, so yes. And there was a lot of blood spill. Normally, Gerald or Nick's blood bill. Yes. So, so that being said, I know it's not. Uh, these choices were not exactly the same as some of our staff members. So, Adam, I, I want you to tell me so what's re what reached out to you in 2014 as far as from your perspective is concerned real quick. Well, I mean, in terms of the Wii and Wii U, um, 
Mario Kart and Smash were, I think, for a lot of people, the the, the pick of the year. Um, I personally, I, I'd like Mario Kart <laughs> a little bit more. Um, so that would be my pick for, for the game of the year for the Wii U. Um, and, uh, you know, I've got I've got a handful of, of other games for the Wii U as well, and most of them are pretty good. You know, I played um, a, a few of the other releases that came out, but you know, I always I always came back to to Mario Kart. Um, in terms of the PC, I mean, there's a lot of quite a lot of stuff that that came out, and uh, obviously, you know, <laughs> I I think it'd be hard for somebody to to play you know everything that was that was able to to come out. Um, there have been some some really good games that that came out. Um, most notably for me, at least, have been, and I know this first one's kind of cheating a little bit because it was an UE exclusive, but uh, Towerfall uh, came out for the PC, and that game is great. I, I love it so much. Um, Banished came out, which is a game that was uh, in development for a long time that I had followed, forgot about, and then rediscovered. I've got who knows how many hours logged into that. Um, and then the Banner Saga, which was released as a multiplayer game, uh, maybe in 2013. Or maybe no, the Banner Saga was last year. It was a 2014 okay. release. It may well, have been in well, uh, it, it may have been in a uh, alpha or beta stage, but it was technically considered uh, for a 2014 game of the year by many uh, publications. Right. The, well, the Banner Saga itself did come yeah. out this year or last year, but they had released uh, the Banner Saga Factions, which was which was oh, like okay. online. You know, you you you're fighting other people, um, and that uh, came P out. versus P. Yeah. Yes. That, that came out, I think, either like 2012 or 2013. But the the actual game, you know, with the, with the the adventure mode or story mode, whatever you want to call it, came out, and, um, and that's been really good so far too. So. Um, for me, I would I would have to say that that I think Towerfall is my my game of the year, which I know is is again kind of cheaty because it came out for Ouya before that. So if not that, then I would have to say Banished has uh, would be my my pick for PC. So. I I kind of have a tendency to agree with you on um, Mario Kart because I thought as a as a better experience, I thought more people were into that. Um, I know everybody initially was really ramped up when um, Smash Brothers came out, but I think once people paid, played the tour mode, the world tour mode, a lot of people started to dump on that uh, aspect of it, uh, whereas Mario Kart 8, the battle mode, I don't think people were dumping on that as much. But uh, that's, you know, that's the only thing that I can say against it is the, the battle mode. Being yeah, it, in the regular tracks is just it's horrendous. And and the you know the same thing. So they both have they're both great experiences, but they have that one little flaw that just takes some kind of you know from that imperfection. Um, I know Bayonetta two was also highly thought of as well in the Wii U category. Um, oh. And so so that leaves us. You know what? No. The Bayonetta two no. is an outstanding action game. I'm sorry, I rated it very highly, and and I highly recommend it to anyone who who truly enjoys a, a well-made action game. Incoherent story aside, but really you, you disregard the story right off the bat and you just, just want to play the game. It, it's a great, great, uh, great game. But, that's, you know, be that as it may, 
Um, what is your thoughts on on the your favorite games of 2014, Nick? Uh, you know me, Charles White. Well, Charles it, White and it and it won our best handheld mobile game, so it definitely was a uh, great title indeed. But what else seemed to strike your fancy? Oh man, that's that's hard. There really weren't very many good games. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, to to be entirely honest with you, I, I I'm not really sure. I couldn't tell you. I, I mean, the only one that I really found, uh, you know, uh, that was really enjoyable was, you know, was Child of Light. I mean, I I um, there was just something about that game that was just um, you know significant for me, and you know, it it, it definitely warranted a purchase. And um, I, I don't really have a secondary. Um, you know, I, I quite quite honestly, I haven't I haven't played uh, you know Middle Earth, so I, I don't I can't really attest to the quality of that game, especially in consideration of being a game of the year. So, um, you know, I'm gonna kind of stick to my guns on on Child of Light. Um, you know, obviously that that game hit home. So. Oh, no worries. Uh, but uh, if you do get a chance, I, all three of you uh, on the PC or PS4, Xbox One, what have you, uh, Middle Earth Shadow Mordor is a tremendous experience indeed. Um, but before I go into that, Aaron, I want to hear your best of uh, last year and what you thought or what you what what moved you last year as far as games are concerned. Um. Most of them are portable. You've done a great job, an outstanding job of finding games that people don't normally think of, especially when it comes to the Chemco series last year and whatnot. Yeah. Um, uh, Androids, I think it finally came out for iOS last month or November. I don't remember. And it was November or December uh, of last year. But uh, Soul Historica was absolutely amazing. Um, it was very. You were gushing for that for for yeah. days on that after you sent me that review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People seriously needed to go out and buy that, um, and then Amazon actually gave it away for free for a couple of days uh, right before Christmas. Uh, if you owned an Android, and I, I know I was spamming <laughs> the Game Source Facebook page with that a couple of times, it was like, go out and get, it's free, just get it. Um, Soul Historica was probably the best mobile game I've played in a while. Um, I, I'd say it was, you know, like like almost comparable to Chrono Trigger. Um, not quite because you know we're we're twenty years later, but it was really in that same style of, of game where. You felt like everything you did had a little bit of impact down the road. Uh, didn't quite have the time travel aspect of it to, to where, you know, if I do this in the past, this happens in the future the way Chrono Trigger did. But it had, you know, multiple pasts, and each path was completely different. Um, you know, characters who, you know, aren't in your party for one path and are your enemy in that path in another path or your ally and one of your old allies is your enemy. Uh, you know, it had multiple endings, multiple plays, and it just, to me, it was, it shows that mobile gaming has the potential to be amazing. 
Um, there, there were some other games that on mobile devices that were really good as well. Illusion of, I can't pronounce it, starts with a Falsia, something like that, um, that was almost on par with any PS1 game, even some of the later PS1 games. Um, uh, just what, were some, what were some of the console games that, you know, or the um, console game that might have moved you? Bravely Default for 3DS if you're, if you're an RPG fan. You know, we got two Professor Layton games. We got um, and, and, Fantasy uh, Life, which is freaking phenomenal for the 3DS. And um, uh, I just want to say, Sam, interject, Sam did like one of the uh, Professor Layton games so strongly that she put it on her top five, uh, which will actually be going up on her page, the 7 Valkyrie page, at yourgamesource.com uh, tomorrow, uh, Friday. Versus Ace so. Attorney? Or... The I'm, I'm not going to say. You have to I'm check gonna... it out at yourgamesource.com. I'll tell you. Um, I will tell you off screen. Okay. But, uh, uh, and then, um, you know, there was nothing on PlayStation or Xbox that blew my mind. Uh, nothing really was made me jump up and down for it. Um, yeah, that's what I figured it was. And then, you know, the Wii... Smash and Mario Kart came out, and Bayonetta, um, but uh, Toad's Adventure was also pretty damn cool. Um, and, and then PC, uh, I think anybody who knows me is not going to be shocked when I say World of Warcraft, Warlords of Draenor, or um, Hearthstone, even though to me Hearthstone really came out last year or 2013, its official launch was April of last year, but to me it was really a 2013 game, but to me, I, I probably played Hearthstone as much as WoW, especially since it came out on um, the iPad and then at the end of the year, the Android, and um, there, there were times where I was leveling up in WoW and I was playing a game of Hearthstone on the iPad, so Blizzard really won PC for me this year. Um, especially when, with Warlords, the expansion being so amazing that I couldn't even write about it. Like, I, I sent an email, review 10-10. That was it. That was the whole review. <laughs> and then, but no, I mean, they, they had the 10th year anniversary, which, you know, doing Molten Core, again, was amazing, even if looking for raids is horrible to play with 40 random people. They brought back Torin Mill versus South Shore, which any... Vanilla WoW player will know is the only way you could do PvP for the first year and a half. Um, it just it redid everything that WoW made amazing ten years ago. It, it brought it to a whole nother level, and it shows why WoW is the only subscription-based MMO that is really working in uh, the Americas. Well, that's fair enough. That's a great list. Uh, myself personally. Uh, I did agree with what the voting public out there said. Uh, Middle Earth Shadow of uh, Mordor was, to me, a great experience. As a Lord of the Rings fan, um, I was, uh, you know, surprised at how they were able to incorporate so much. Um, and even if you're not a Lord of the Ring fan, how attractive the gameplay is. It's not just an Assassin's Creed clone. It does a lot of things Assassin's Creed wishes it could do. It does a lot of things Batman Arkham Asylum wishes it could do. It's just a tremendous experience, bar none. I truly recommend it highly. 
It's uh, so amazing tra- he lost his train of thought. No, no, it's just, uh, you know, outside interference, uh, as far as that's concerned, it, you know, ambient <laughs> noise, as it were, uh, and, not the, and not the kind that you want to actually have on the podcast. But anyways, um, it's just, you know, like I said, it was a great experience for me. Um, a lot of, it, just appreciate everybody out there that, that got a chance to vote. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to have even a better Game of the Year experience next year, and I look definitely forward to it, because I think it's going to be a much better year for gaming uh, in 2015. Um, so I think I that's going to so. wrap. It all really right. can't get any worse. Well, all right. From the Prophets of Doom there, uh, much much appreciated on that. Um, so any last thoughts before we go on stuff that you guys are working on? Uh, Adam, I'll, I'll start with you. I know that Distance Review, everybody should take a look at Distance as far as is concerned, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes, I highly recommend it. Um, had it been officially released, it would probably be a contender for Game of the Year for me. It's really fun. Uh, and, you know, if they get a chance, people out there, you need to go to our YouTube page or actually honor yourgamesource.com review and you will see uh, Adam's actually streaming video about an hour worth of distance and that, if that doesn't hook you, I don't know it will. Um, Aaron, I know you got some CS thoughts and some, some thoughts on, on uh, the Trident case that you got for your for your Samsung, and, and a lot of things that you're cooking up along with connections to a lot of these PR people to get some great stuff down the road. Uh, what do you have coming up very soon for our listeners, followers, readers, what have you? Uh, the end of last year, or maybe the beginning of this year, I don't remember quite when I did it, but uh, we had a stream of Chroma Squad for about, I want to say, an hour and a half of it, even though my sound cut out. I'm going to blame that on Nick getting angry. Um, uh, Chemco just announced a new iOS game today, so hopefully in the next week, week and a half, I, I'll have a review up for that one. Uh, it's Dead Dragons. It had already come out on iOS or on Android, but I prefer playing on my iPad, so I wait for them to come out on um, the iOS version, and that just came out today. Um, a lot of lot of contacts with headphones. Uh, people, GoGroove, um, was really excited to meet us and like was trying to shove product into our bag basically while we were there. Um, yeah, um, a lot of a lot of the people from PlayStation Experience are, are just you know they got back, the the holidays are over, they're settled back in from from their trip to PlayStation Experience, and so. We're getting a lot of requests that way, so hopefully we'll see a lot of PS4 and Steam games coming soon. Um, and no, no, so that's a lot of stuff on the queue, and we appreciate everything that you, you know, that you're sending out, and we put it out on on yourgamesource.com. We're also going hopefully with a, a new site developing coming up in the near future, which we're going to have a new look hopefully down the road, and that's going to be sweeter than than yourgamesource.com has ever been before. Uh, well, you know, I just was trying to give the little spice up there. But anyways. <laughs> it looks good, and the navigation yeah. is much, much more fluid. Fair so. enough. And hopefully be a much better experience uh, for our consumers out there. And we, we look forward to the feedback when it comes. It's not it comes. really Nick. It's all his idea. And well, yes, and when we roll it out. But uh, kudos to Adam for, for being able to, to get that underway. And, and last but not least, Angry Nick, I leave it with you because I know your laptop battery is running low. 
uh, and also your angry nickness is running low as well. Um, We're running high. Yes. I, what are you working on as far as it's concerned that uh, as far as working with the, those Trident case reviews that we're going to post pretty soon and, and, and what else you got on the on the burner for us? Well, you don't want to spoil all the surprises. However, um, you know, in, in terms of what uh, and, and kind of tailoring what some of the stuff Aaron's working off of, obviously we have some stuff cooking up in the works with uh, companies like Razor and Snail Games USA. Um, <clears throat> Obviously, Turtle Beach. Um, we have uh, some smaller, some smaller folks with some of the uh, new innovative technology um, that I was kind of touching on earlier. Um, not going to drop any names on those companies yet. I want to make sure that we're able to secure those uh, relationships first. Um, however, we may have some cool stuff coming down the pipe, like uh, um, new technology related to uh, smart wallets, um, new ways of you know. Uh, securely handling your money and things of that nature, which, um, although it's not necessarily gaming related, um, it could serve as a great benefit to you gamers out there in terms of the way you purchase your stuff in the future, especially with all the um, recent cyber terrorism and things of that nature that are going on. So um, that is obviously something that could be a significant factor for you folks out there. And uh, and uh, you can look at here at uh, yourgamestores.com to provide you the tools and resources to provide you the means to uh, Hopefully, prevent that kind of stuff from happening. To you. So, uh, but we have we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of uh, you know. Good well, just having you on the screen is cyber terrorism enough for me. <laughs> Thank you for that. I was I've been waiting thirty seconds to pop that on you. Uh, well, that's again uh, that's got got a great that stuff. That explains uh, the crack in the screen. Yes. Yes. But there's a lot of great stuff yeah. that's coming on the pike uh, for yourgamesource.com. So for me, uh, Gerald, better known as Yes Elvis Lives, uh, guys, uh, we'll start with Adam. All right, uh, been a pleasure. Anything last words? Nope. I'm just. Well, thanks, thanks everybody for joining us tonight. Uh, that was Nick, angry Nick, and then uh, Adam was here as well. He he got to interject something. Uh, and I apologize. That it, let let have Adam have the floor and say goodbye to everyone. Oh, yep. I've been Adam, and it's uh, just Adam. I don't have a fancy nickname. Okay. <laughs> um, and then last but not least, OSU Water Polo himself, Aaron. Any last thoughts? No. Okay. On that strong closing note, let's uh, just once again, uh, if you get a chance, follow us on Twitter, at GameSource. Game Source on Facebook and your friends at yourgamesource.com. Game Source on YouTube. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And hope to see you again in real soon. Thanks again. Do you love games, breathe games, and bleed games? Then this is the crew for you. If you are interested in editorial, podcasting, live events, and exclusive content, make sure to hit us up at info at yourgamesource.com and become part of a team that is dedicated to delivering all the greatest delays in gaming news and content all here at yourgamesource.com.